Good morning. My name is Tom Carver. I am the lead pastor here at Asbury in Corpus Christi. I want to say welcome. Uh, in fact, that I don't think it's too early to say Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, uh, 2020. Maybe uh, some of y'all feel uh, similar as the person who designed this t-shirt. <laughs> and, and for those at home, uh, the t-shirt has uh, the number in large, uh, large numerals 20, 20 and underneath it are five stars. Only one of them is filled in. So this is a one star review for the year 2020. And, uh, and it says very bad, would not visit again. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, we've gone through uh, 2020. We're basically on the last part of the last lap uh, of this year. And, and it's amazing that a year ago in a, in a remote, uh, we would think of it as a village, but it's probably a sizable city uh, in China. There was uh, rumblings about this virus that was uh, starting to, to surge through that community. And the next thing you know, uh, a year later, we're very aware of the COVID-19 virus. It is not like the flu. Now, one of the things uh, that, uh, that uh, has, has kind of shaped uh, 2020 is just the, the ever-present sense of anxiety and fear. And I was thinking, uh, experience and scripture t uh, teach us what we fear. And, and what do we fear? Well. Uh, one of the things that the experience has taught us is we fear the future. You know, it's not the present that we're afraid of. We can deal with the present. Present is it's, uh, it's our, our worries about what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I can guarantee you as, as a parent of a small child over 30 years ago, you know, uh, Ellen and I uh, 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 worried uh, about what was going to happen to our son when he was three, four years old, and then uh, entering into in this school, and, and and we worried, we were afraid. Will he make friends? Will he do well? And uh, you know, now that he's grown and and uh, and going to school at Del Mar, uh, one of the things I would say is we were afraid of a lot of things that we didn't need to be afraid of. Uh, on the other hand, we were not afraid of the things we should have been afraid of, you know, and, uh, and so, so parents, uh, I, if you've got children right now, I know you're worried about some of the things that are happening in your child's life. I know that fear sometimes keeps you up at night. And, and again, it's not what is happening now. It's, it's the fear of what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, the other thing, and this is, this comes more from scripture, is the other thing that we tend to fear is, is the presence of God. I mean, uh, throughout scripture, whether we're talking about the Hebrew scriptures written long before Jesus uh, uh, was born, or the Christian scriptures uh, after Jesus was born and lived and, and died and was resurrected, that uh, the the a word that uh, often comes along with, or the phrase that comes along with God's appearance, whether God appears in the form of one of his messengers, uh, uh, an angel or one of his human messengers, a prophet, almost always uh, it starts with, the message starts with, do not be afraid. 
In fact, as we look at uh, the two places where uh, Jesus' uh, birth is, is talked about, the two Christmas narratives, Matthew and, and Luke, four times the phrase, do not be afraid, appears in the Christmas narrative. The first uh, place where it appears in Matthew, and the only place it appears in Matthew is when uh, Joseph uh, is uh, is wrestling with his pregnant fiance. Uh, what do you, what do you do with a pregnant fiance when you don't know uh, when you know for a fact you're not the father? And so as he's wrestling with that in in the night uh, in a dream, uh, an angel appears to him, and the first thing that the angel says is, "Do not be afraid." Then we uh, go to Luke and. Luke's narrative starts with an older couple, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Uh, uh, they are going to become parents uh, to a young uh, child called John. John will become known to us as John the Baptist. But before all of that takes place, uh, in their middle age, uh, when they think that there's never going to be a child in their life, uh, an angel appears to Zechariah, the angel Gabriel appears to him to, to tell him this good news. But again, the angel starts with, do not be afraid, Zechariah. And then a little bit later in the account, there is, uh, there is the angel Gabriel again appearing, and now he's appearing to a young woman who's devoted to the to the Lord, uh, who lives a, a righteous and holy life, who's open to God's influence, and her name is Mary. And when the angel appears to her and is about to deliver some pretty shocking news, Gabriel starts with, do not be afraid. So I've covered three out of four places where, uh, where in the Christmas narrative, an angel says, do not be afraid. I haven't covered the fourth quite yet, but I, I wanna start with, uh, before we look at that, with this, case, uh, this question, why shouldn't we be afraid? I mean, honestly, why shouldn't we be afraid? We don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. We're living right in the midst of, of a pandemic. In, in, in the, the past nine months to a year, millions of people have come down with the, the COVID virus. Millions uh, have died. In our own country uh, uh, alone, we've uh, surpassed the million mark. Uh, a long time ago, we've surpassed the 200,000 uh, mark for, for those who, uh, 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 Americans who have died in our nation. So why should we be afraid? We don't know when this is gonna end. And then also there's the, the reality that in, uh, in, uh, in our uh, community and among us, there are those uh, who, uh, who have seen their uh, paycheck evaporate. They've lost their jobs. Or their paychecks have gotten thinner because of the pandemic and, and being in lockdown mode. There are businesses that have closed across our nation businesses that are about to close. And, and, and the future for us, we look at, look at that and we look at the past and we go, we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. 
you, know, you uh, of those of you who have small children who are in school, are we going to be in school this week or aren't we? Will will school start back up in January, right after every, after the Christmas holidays? You know, we at Corpus we know that uh, that there's another wave of COVID nineteen coming. It's kind of the 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 tide has raised a little bit in in uh, the number of of those who are being hospitalized. Uh, deaths are you know there is a daily occurrence in our community, and and yet we know if we're like the rest of the the nation, uh, it's going to get worse. In fact, it's going to be worse this. Uh, this winter than it was this past summer, and we remember what that was like. So why shouldn't we be afraid? Then we come to the fourth uh, time in the Christmas narrative where uh, an angel says, do not be afraid. And, and it's the night in which Jesus was born. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Here is this, this angel who's saying, I bring you good news. And, and I know that uh, in recent weeks, uh, since uh, the election news has stopped dominating uh, our, our headlines, that we've heard good news about a vaccine, several vaccines that, that have proven effective. And it's just a matter of time uh, before those are, are, are made available. And it's good news. It's good news. It makes a difference in our life that there's this hope that, uh, that we uh, can receive a vaccine and, and we uh, will no longer be under the threat of, of COVID-19. I mean, that's, that's, that's good news. In fact, that's great news. And, and here uh, the, the angel is saying to these shepherds, I bring you good news. And this is greater news than any vaccine. It is the coming of the Messiah, the Savior, the one who brings them healing and hope and here's the other thing he says, says uh, uh, that will cause great joy i mean uh if, if we follow the what he said next he said today in the city of david is born a savior you know the whole thing about uh, about the vaccine is that's good news and it, it gives us hope for the future but it's kind of like we don't know if that's going to be next month uh, next spring, we don't know at what point that that good news will become will bring great joy. But but uh, the, the angel is saying there's good news today. For in the city of David, a savior has been born. We come back to Matthew, which was read today. It says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Which prophet? Isaiah. Uh, I, I believe it's Isaiah 7, where, where uh, a king is waiting, uh, awaiting the news uh, about invading armies. And in the midst of that, uh, the prophet Isaiah says, uh, says uh, uh, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. And he begins to bring... Uh, good news. He says that the virgin will conceive and, and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, that that was a then and, and a now prophetic statement. 
that uh, as, uh, as the king was awaiting these armies to come, uh, that Isaiah was saying, now, now something is happening. But it also, Matthew picks on the, uh, up on the fact that this wasn't just for, uh, for those who, were, who lived 600 years before Jesus. This was a, a, a truth for now. And, and so he shares with, with us, this is the good news, that God is with us, Emmanuel. Now, what we're talking about in, in, the, in this series based on Adam Hamilton's book, Incarnation, uh, returning to the significance of Christmas. And, and incarnation simply means, you know, uh, in the flesh. It's whatever we're talking about, incarnation is, is, is dealing with the reality uh, the physical reality that God has come present, become present in the flesh, and and so uh, what does that mean to us? Uh, you know, if God in the person of Jesus appears and God with us uh, in the flesh, what does that mean to us today? And and so we start with the first thing that it means to us. It means that God reveals Himself to, uh, or God experiences humanity. God experiences humanity. And it doesn't mean that, that God has this interaction with humanity and now he's had experience with, with people. Uh, what it's talking about is that God experiences exactly what it is to be you and to be me. That God has taken on flesh. Uh, in fact, uh, John uh, impresses this on us in his opening. He doesn't have a Christmas narrative and yet uh, he talks about the coming of God in the flesh. He says the word uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he's talking about the, the, the person of the son of God. And then he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so, so what does that mean? Well, this is what it means. It means that God knows exactly what it is to trip, fall and skin his knees. He knows what a scrape is. He knows what a cough is. He, 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 he knows what it is to, to go, uh, you know, to get caught, so caught up in something and to realize that, uh, that, uh, that lunch has passed and now he's hungry. He knows what it is to, to uh, walk a, a long distance and then realize that uh, that he doesn't have water with him and he's getting thirsty and he can't wait until he gets to the next place to get a, 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 a sip of water. You might ask, well, does he know what it is to lose a friend? Yeah, he does. Does he know what it is to have a, a friend turn on you, on him? Yes, he does. Does he know what it's like to be betrayed by a friend? Yes, he does. Does he know what it's like to have all of his friends bail on him and be left alone? Yes, he does. Does he know what it's like to feel like God has turned his back on him? Yes, he does. God experiences humanity means God gets you and God gets me. He knows what it is to walk in our shoes. 
The, the second thing is that God reveals himself to humanity. And in our in incarnation, he reveals himself to humanity. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Hebrews put it in, in, in this term that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Uh, and uh, he makes visible the invisible. That, uh, that if we wonder, well, what kind of God is God? Uh, all we have to do is begin to reflect on the person of Jesus because Jesus fully makes God known. What is God's character like? What is Jesus' character like? Does God care about the poor, the hungry, the outsider? What's the answer to that? Yeah. How do we know that? Because as we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus cared about the poor. In fact, he used them as, as illustration for what is good and right. When, when, the, when the poor widow puts in just a penny or two into the offering plate, she becomes the hero of the story. He loves the poor and he uses the poor as heroes in his story. He loves the outsider. Uh, you know, I was just reading Luke this past week, and one of the things that the people, you know, the religious people were upset with him is that he welcomes and eats with sinners and tax collectors. In other words, the outcasts uh, uh, of the of society, the, those who are outside the community and uh, who are not welcome in, uh, in the social gatherings of good people. And so we begin to we see, begin to see the character of God in the in the character of Jesus Christ, and we know that Jesus is good. Now, there's times when uh, you know I scratch my head head and, and say I don't quite get Jesus. I don't quite understand why He does this. I'll give you an example. You know, Jesus was really hard on people like me. He really was. You know, I've always gone to church. I know the Bible. And, and, and Jesus, it was, seemed like with, with people like me, he was always taking a bucket of cold water and while they were sleeping and throwing on the water on. I mean, just, just check and see how Jesus dealt with people like me called Pharisees, the people who memorized the Bible. And, and regularly went to church. And, and what you'll see is he's, he's using really strong language, like you brood of vipers. And, 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 I, and I'm thinking, well, if God's character is loving and, and, and good and Jesus is, is, is throwing cold water on sleeping people, what in the world is that all about? And then I realized for people like me, who might uh, settle into a home of righteousness, of self-righteousness. Jesus helped me to know that building's on fire. And you need to wake up. You need to wake up. And so, God experiences humanity. He knows what it's like to be you and me. And he reveals himself to humanity in the person of Jesus. And then we come to, to the statement, God is with us. You know, why, why, why should we not be afraid? Because God is with us. 
I mean, the whole message of Christmas is that God entered into this world as a real live human being for the purpose, and, and we're told why he came. He, uh, uh, Joseph is told in the dream, he will save his people from their sins. And, 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 he, and it's in that statement where we hear, Emmanuel, God is with us. And I was I was just curious about this phrase, do not be afraid. It appears all throughout scripture. I mean, back with Moses and uh, and Abraham and all of the, the early uh, fathers, Hebrew fathers, and all the way through uh, the New Testament, uh, the Christian scriptures, do not be afraid shows up a lot. And, uh, and, and almost always that phrase shows up because of one of two things is happening. There is a period of transition and people are uncomfortable with that change or there is uh, imminent danger. Now, let me ask you, would either of those phrases, transition, danger, could we apply that to 2020? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so our current situation, when we look at scripture, uh, it deals with our current situation over and over again when there is either a period of transition or there is imminent danger. And, and when God shows up either through a prophet or an angel, uh, or when God himself uh, makes an appearance on, on, the, on the scene, the message is always, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. I mean, one of the things that we have to deal with is this is lasted. I mean, for us, we've actively been involved in, in, uh, in lockdown and social distancing for at least nine months. We have. You know, the rest of the world, uh, you know, Italy started long before we did, so it's been well over a year. And, and in the, the midst of waiting for nine months for things to lift and finally be down to what we would call normal, where you could actually not have to wear a mask and, sh and you could uh, shake hands uh, and give hugs, you know, you might be a little bit discouraged by Christmas of 2020. And, and, and in the midst of that, God says over and over again, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of the future and do not be discouraged about the present. Why? And this is what he says over and over again. Because I am with you. Because I am with you. And, and whatever we're going in, uh, through together or whatever we're going through individually, that remains true. I, the God of creation, having entered into your world through my son Jesus Christ, I am with you. Not I was or I will be, I am. With you. Now, here's the, I think that the, the most significant thing is that we need to do one of two things. First of all, we need to, we need to, to, 
to uh, embrace that message and whatever it takes to embrace that message, God is with you. That's what you need to do today. Do you need to? Do you need to go back and read some of the scriptures? Just start with the with the, the first couple of chapters of Matthew and and of Luke, the the Christmas narrative. Uh, read the Gospels and see again what Jesus does with people like you and me. Just see God present now. And until you do, go back and look through the scriptures and then also just think about where, how we got here. I can guarantee you, God has been with the people of Asbury over the last nine months. I mean, we're just talking about the last nine months. Financially. Physically. I mean, here's the thing that amazes me. Usually about this time, we're saying, saying something along the line of, please uh, fill out a, an extra a little bit so we can cover our... our um, apportionments and uh, and uh, we just recently had a, a meeting uh, on Tuesday our finance committee and one of the things is oh yeah we haven't we're not hundred percent yet but we will be by uh, the end of this year and uh, and and to me that that would that's the sign more than anything else because that's the above and beyond that's not taking care of us that's taking care of our responsibilities beyond us and when we are able to do that, that tells me we know that God has carried us safely thus far and God will carry us into the future. And so, so if you haven't embraced the, the reality that God is with you and me today, reflect on the scriptures, go straight to the gospels and just read about Jesus. Or think about what has happened in your own life the past nine months. I'm not going to say it's time to throw a parade. It's been great. It's been tough. But in the toughness, God has been present. But here's the second thing. If you've already embraced that message, or the moment you embrace that message, then you become this. And this is the, the, the final statement. God reveals himself through us. God reveals himself through us. See, if you embrace that truth that God is with you, then you become a, a visible reality to the people around you that God is present. You're the one who brings light into a dark place. You're the one who brings hope in hopeless situations. You're the one who speaks into people's reality and, say, and, and helps them through your own life and testimony for them to know Emmanuel, God is with us. To live, to love, to laugh, it is all Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen.